0: You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family.
1: Everybody around here is nursing a serious horse show hangover. But never fear, we've got all the updates from the Maryland Five Star, the Thoroughbred Makeover, the Pan Ams, and more this week. Also, maybe some Halloween costume inspiration. Thanks for tuning in. From Heels Down Mag, a podcast where horse pros chat about what's happening in the horse world over drinks. Welcome, Welcome to Happy, to Happy Hour. Hour. I'm Justine Griffin.
2: I'm Jessica Payne,
3: and I'm Ellie Woznika. Welcome to episode 117 of Heels Down Happy Hour.
1: What up, guys? What's How's going it going, on?
3: guys? I feel like it's been an eventful uh, been time between podcasts for us.
1: We've been I busy know. people. It's yeah, been a seriously. A couple weeks. Is everybody home now? Like everyone's home?
2: Yeah, I am.
1: Yeah. I know, yes. it feels weird to ever for all of us I to be home.
2: <laughs> I can't we're all home. <laughs> no one's driving, no one's somewhere else. Like that's amazing. I know.
1: <laughs> I feel like we should cheers to that
2: alone. Yeah, yes. we should. For sure. And speaking of that, uh, Justine, you must have had some really good drinks in Kentucky.
1: I yes. Okay, so I want to give a shout out to Tootie's Tavern. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been to Tootie's when you've been at the no. Kentucky Horse Park.
0: It's, Where's a little,
1: it's a little oh. cocktail cart. Um, They might be, they might be new. I don't know. I, I don't remember them from previous Land Rovers, but they were in the Hunter Jumper complex, like kind of back where the barns are Um, in between the oh, two but- me. Yeah. Like where there's, um, there's like some like permanent vendor space, but they're just like a little cocktail cart that they haul in. So for-
2: I've seen, I think this one, but they've been closed every time I've been there.
1: Oh, well, they were not yeah. closed when I was there. Thank God. But okay, um, well. so they just do like beer, wine and spirits. And I'm like, this is my type of place. And yeah, you're like, this is my jail. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it was literally within eyeshot of my stall. So um, 2D's became a, a nice stop at the end of every day while well, I was at the Thoroughbred Makeover. But luckily, they were open every day at the makeover. And they had a specific cocktail just for the makeover horse show. So... In honor of that, I thought that could be our cocktail of the week. Um, yeah. Naturally, it's called the Thoroughbred, and it's one and a half ounces of Smirnoff caramel kissed vodka. Um, hmm. So fancy vodka, one nice. ounce of sour apple pucker, and then you fill the rest of your glass with apple
2: cider. Ooh. Yum. I do know. Like yeah. Totally not what I thought you were going to bring from Kentucky. But it sounds really, really good, especially this time of year. It was super
1: good. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, I partaked in quite a few. Um, but it just, it felt festive, and um, it was the first time I've been in Kentucky this time of year, where all the leaves are changing, and the weather was crisp and cool. And I was like, oh my god, I'm not in Florida. This is lovely, um, right? So with the
3: apple <laughs> well
2: cider,
1: done. it made me feel like very festive to be in a place with real seasons. So. <laughs> So a shout out to Tuti's Tavern. We will link to them in the show notes. So you um, next time you're at the Kentucky Horse Park, you can know to give them a shout out. So this episode is brought to you by Purina. And our news section is brought to you by the Heels Down Spark, the only daily equestrian newsletter. It's free. You can subscribe by going to bit.ly slash spark by HD. All right, Jess, you've got news for us. Why don't you kick us off?
2: I do. You guys, Marilyn was amazing this past week, and to watch Austin O'Connor went before Doug in the first two phases, and so I got to see a little bit more of that horse that I really didn't know about, and it's an incredible, incredible horse, and then to have the Irish win was amazing because we went back and we were watching, you know, the final, I think we made it back for the final six or eight to jump. And so we were watching because there was a quick break, which was very nice. And we were just like, you know, you had Ollie, you had William, and the rails had been coming down all day. At that point, nobody had jumped double clear. There had been some jumping with some clear over the fences, but still had time. Time was very hard to make. And at the end of the day, I mean, he he had an amazing save in the show jumping which we were all like, but at the end of the day, he was a class act and it was amazing to watch the Irish win. They hadn't won in since 65 or something ridiculous like that. Like it was like 58 years or something just incredible. And so to have that happen, I mean, everybody was just on their, like out of their chairs, cheering everything. It was incredible, incredible win. And so the whole thing, I mean, when he finished his round, he was like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. Because like, you know, he was like, I had that one miss. But like he was spot on perfect because he ended up with the only double clear of the day to end up winning it. And it was, I'm sure we've got Doug coming on in a little bit. I'm sure he'll talk to you about, we all will, about how hard it was and how difficult. But it was just the whole weekend was amazing. We watched Mia Farley. She's so young. It was our oh first five star go in she was only double clear for show cross country it was unreal it was unreal so you know normally it's not i mean it was a fair track it was a great track i um was very privileged i got to actually go in the car with ian and him kind of explain of how he thought we should have you know how doug should be riding it and everything else so it was so fun but it was and then we had michelle valencourt's show jump course and it was a test of everybody to be there and it was some really good rounds and you know there were a lot of good good rounds but to have you know one of each phase only jump double clear and you know it was just to be there it was amazing so it was a lot a lot of fun and uh incredible and hats off to everybody because they rode really well around that track
1: yeah no it was um i was teary-eyed geez cross-country day watching Mia, but then again for Austin's finish, God, he's such a like. It couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Like, oh like, yeah, seriously, his it, like interview, like watching him realize that he won. I mean, I was I was bawling. I'm gonna cry right now thinking everybody about it. Like,
2: wanted it was, to because he was so genuine and such a you know he was just thrilled and I think you know he was elated and as shocked as all of us type thing. You know, like at the end of the day, he was. You know, he didn't have anything else to say. And so it was quite amazing.
1: Oh, it was very cool.
2: So hands down, that is, you know, I think for the Irish to come back after yeah, like 58 years, like that's amazing. So
1: absolutely. One for the history books.
2: Exactly. Ellie, what do you have for us?
1: Well, I have good
3: news that equestrian has been confirmed as being
2: in for
3: the la olympics in 2028 which is very exciting
2: and it includes eventing so that is yes amazing
3: yeah because they had to prove um you know the universality the integrity the fairness gender equality Mm -hmm. and popularity of the eventing so it was just fantastic to hear that dressage show jumping and eventing will all be approved and in for the you know our home olympics um in los angeles which is really exciting the ioc though did deny the pentathons equestrian segment so they said that they'll approve it if it replaces their show jumping with like obstacle racing uh something else yeah yeah after uh what the controversy in tokyo yeah I'm excited. L.A.,
1: home soil.
2: I know. know. So now it's just stay tuned of what venue it will be at. So it'll be exciting. Yeah, definitely. For sure.
1: What have you got, Justine? Well, so another sort of patriotic uh, bit of news. As we're taping this podcast, the Pan American Games are going on. And it's been really exciting for equestrian sports already. We have some early dressage results. The American team, which is a fairly young team this year, really came out like, totally guns blazing and they won again they took home yep. gold and it was the ninth time in uh, pan-american games history that usa has claimed that title which is always exciting
2: i didn't know that that's amazing but on top of that it was exciting
1: across the board for the podium uh, team brazil was secured the silver medal which is also history making for their country which is awesome to see And then Canada took bronze, which they really needed this. Um, It it secured their spot for Paris. So now they have an Olympic qualification, which is great. And there's still a whole lot of sport to come out of the Pan American Games, which is in Chile this year. So keep your eye out for more news and live streams from that, because there's still show jumping and eventing uh, to come. Yeah, and it will be.
2: Yeah, between, you know, there's just like the dressage, there's a lot of teams vying for spots for the Paris Olympics. So it is one of their last shots. So we will be stayed in, posted in tune, basically.
1: I know it's going to be a nail biter for sure for a lot of countries.
2: Yeah. Thankfully, the eventing has already qualified for the U.S. But now uh, we just have to watch the rest of them. Absolutely.
3: Just a shout out to everyone who contributes to this podcast on patreon we really appreciate everyone who continues to make this podcast possible if you are interested in checking out all the exclusive content we have on patreon or wanting to help donate to make this podcast possible go check out patreon.com slash hillsdown and that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n
1: dot com slash hillsdown So for our product review this month, I wanted to talk more about Purina Amplify, which is a fat-based supplement from Purina. And Jess, I know you guys feed Purina feeds in your barn. Is this a supplement that you use
2: too? Um, Yeah. So when it actually first came out, we started feeding it as like a top dressing, very similar to the Outlast, which we've talked about multiple times, which is the gastric support supplement. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amplify is more for the fat and everything else. And so, what I love about um, Purina is actually, it is in both the grains we feed. So we don't actually. So when they reformulated the Purina Ultium gastric course feed, it has Amplify in it. And then, as well as we feed the Omelane 500, this is not a feed that a lot of people know about. It's a sweet feed that we truly have loved it. We've been feeding it for probably. 10 plus years maybe 15 years now i wouldn't even know and funny enough uh a lot of people didn't really feed it and they were trying to like get it out there that it is such a good product that doug's actually on this bag <laughs> so we yeah. love it when it came out we were like it's so cool because um for uh, the whole purina team asked why did you pick 500 and because of my background in. um animal nutrition and everything, especially equine nutrition, I fell in love with that feed in particular as well as the Ultium. So we have been very privileged that the Amplify is in both of those And uh, we actually don't have to feed it as a top dressing anymore because they're both uh, complete feeds that do so well for our horses, depending, you know, everybody gets a different amount. And then we have a ration balancer as well that we feed of theirs. And um, it really kind of is all in one that they amplify. If you're looking for something, years and years ago, we used to have to feed it kind of a top dressing because they didn't have all of it in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Amplify and the Outlast were two of our kind of staple products. So if you're looking for something because your horse needs a little bit more fat or its coat doesn't look as good or all the other benefits, the Amplify is a very easy grain as like a top dressing. You don't feed it in a scoop. You feed it as like a little cup. It is amazing. Ooh,
1: yeah. So I started feeding this to Wyatt, my thoroughbred Just because, you know, coming off that track, uh, it's always a challenge. Yeah. Right. Of just like finding the right balance of what he needs, um, nutritionally and just to help him kind of reset his body as, as he's going through so much change. So if you read our review on our website, you'll see a nice photo of him. I mean, this supplement Really helped him just like balloon and blossom in all of the right ways. He has this like
2: well, without getting hot, especially for the thoroughbreds, right?
1: And that's what I that's I loved the ingredients in it that really supported yep. uh, all the right things to give him give his body what he needed without giving him that extra dose of energy, right? Yep. So um, well, I mean, so- we
2: used to supplement all that. We used to, I used to feed rice bran oil, and I used to feed you know I flax seeds and all of this, and now. Purine has made it so easy. You don't have to do any of that. You just feed a little cup. <laughs> right. You don't have to do all the added oils and extra stuff.
1: Right. So it's 30% fat from rice bran, flaxseed, and vegetable oils. And then it also is uh, quite high in antioxidants like vitamin E and a blend yep. of fatty acids. And I really noticed, like, not only does it help put weight on him, but it really gave his coat, like, this lovely shine. Like, he's full of dapples. Yes. He went into the makeover in October and like a really weird time of year where his coat was changing full of dapples and being so shiny. And I thought that, I mean, I really believe it was the Amplify. Um, oh, it, it is amazing. Like, it, and I've never so met nice a horse that, now in those. that won't eat it, you know, like they, oh. they love the taste.
2: Well, so. because it's not a powder. It's not mm-hmm. an oil like they, you know, a lot of times I find that like when you add, powders or certain pellets or whatever else like it's kind of got that like silky kind of thing to it so like they seemed like mixing well with other grains as well and so it used to just literally just go right on top and mix in with the feed that they didn't really know a difference and I honestly for some of ours it made them eat their grain a little bit better to be honest
1: yeah yeah I could see that it's a great product to try. I like that it comes in various sizes. I used to just buy a yeah. fifty-pound bag. It lasts me forever. It was great. Um, it
2: was perfect because you like feed the smallest amount of it. It's right. It's so nice.
1: So it's something to check out if you're looking for either something like to help you get through winter. I feel like that's a great a great yes. time to try this product. If you're if you're an OTTB owner, this is something to try. Um, overall, I'm I'm a big fan. Uh, You could check out our review on HeelsDownMag.com and find uh, Amplify wherever you find Purinary Feeds at your local feed store. All right. So it's been a minute since we've had Doug on the show, but Doug Payne is back fresh off uh, an eighth place finish in the five star at Maryland. Hey, Doug, how's it going?
0: No, not bad. Not bad at all.
1: Thanks so much for stopping by. You've been uh, quite busy. Why don't we start right with um, Marilyn? Congratulations on your finish with Quantum Leap. How did it go?
0: Yeah, no, thank you very much. Uh, This year was by far the strongest tests that we've seen in quite a long time. You know, I was just talking even with the Europeans and they said it's bigger than anything they've seen in recent memory badminton burley whatever and so it's a true test and quantum was he really was excellent i uh, couldn't can't complain at all um there was you know a, a five star of that caliber you know nothing's always going to be 100 percent perfect but he's the most genuine creature out there and fights for it and um you absolutely can't complain with another top 10 i think this is his fifth top 10 at five star out of six attempts so pretty exciting
1: that's amazing i love him it's been really fun to just watch him just get more and more confident you know watch you guys oh yeah up. no
0: i mean he's he's, he's uh the sweetest worst. he's he's <laughs> for sure the best um you know and at this stage he's 12 so he's kind of just getting there where we're you know to the sort of sweet spot where i think we can really make a reliable you know performance every time out and so it's uh, very very exciting
1: so uh, okay i mean this is my adult amateur brain talking but that (laughs) cross-country course was freaking wild man
0: it was wild it it wasn't just your adult amateur brain i was thinking it was pretty wild
1: (laughs) yeah like i'm thinking in recent memory of like me you know like i think it's the craziest cross country course i've seen like technically speaking like i just think it was amazing um so what were your thoughts walking it how did it ride
2: well my best friend called and was like is he ready for this like i just she's like jessica the pictures are big i don't even want to know what it looks like in real life like, yeah man she's like thank goodness i'm about to go back five star next year and so she's like freaking out she's like thank goodness i wasn't there to watch or i probably would chicken out for next year
1: oh my gosh
0: uh it's one of those things you generally speaking no five star small right so you you generally go out you walk at once you're like yeah, it's you know you get a couple of complexes that make you feel a little uneasy but then your second third time around you're like okay actually this isn't that bad we, you know we've got a good plan for this and um coming out in here there were kind of still three big unknowns that you're you know as you're cantering up to it you're like well we'll see how this goes <laughs> we're gonna find out exactly <laughs> so but i i think that's uh kind of a hallmark of ian's uh, ian stark is a course designer um of his courses is that it re- really forces kind of a more instinctual ride and yeah. experience around and so you just it's never going to be perfect all day around you're going to have to adapt to oddball situations and the ones that can adapt are going to really do well I
2: mean Mia Farley for her fi- first five holy cow. showed us all how to do it I, <laughs> I mean, was teary-eyed was
1: it was amazing on a
2: thoroughbred it was it was yeah. awesome it was amazing it was, yeah
3: yeah It was incredible. I did notice, Doug, that in show jumping, you wore an air vest over your show coat. Can you tell us more about that? Is this like a new thing? Yeah,
0: we've had a, well, I've been using the combo vest from Free Jump for a bit now on cross country because the, um, you know, just the safety benefit that has, it's it's pretty wild because the air is actually on the inside of the vest and the sort of foam part on the outside and it's significantly safer based on their research than sort of the converse which is pretty conventional and it's also a bit lighter and so i'd done that and then we were at oh, i don't know we were at a two-week stand to try on day one in the 80s and i totally got dropped at the first fence on the oh summer. no and so you know it was all fine right but then we get finished up and Jess is like, this is stupid. We already have a relationship with them. Um, and it was through our good friend, Catherine Winter at Ride Echo safe And she's like, you know what? Just, we can get the other one. You might as well be wearing the vest at all times if you're willing to wear it on cross country, you know, had I been hurt day one of a two week stint, I mean, the financial implications, the health implications, it's all there. So um, I think it's a, uh, it's an argument that you can't really go against and the great thing with those um you know the pure jumping vests they're very very light you don't you don't hardly notice you're wearing it at all and i have fallen in it and certainly a much better experience than falling without it so uh yeah we'll we'll continue to have it on for sure
1: so i love maryland like the five star i really want to go now that it what it's
0: well you need to go I know. I was, I was speaking to uh Joni Morris who's one of the sort of key members running the the entire place. I don't know what her f- formal title is. <laughs> Forgive me, Joni. Um but I did ask her we were talking the, as it was wrapping up on Sunday and she said the attendance figures this year versus last it was twice as many spectators there this Holy year which, Yeah, pretty cool. So, you know, the it location is I oh, it's a stunning piece of property and they have done just a wonderful job it's interesting. It's a different field than Kentucky. It's it's more of a honestly. It feels like more like a European event than it does a, an American typical American event um, and. You know, not to say one's better than the other, but it's just a, a little bit different experience, and they've done just an awesome job. And the conditions, the footing was perfect. The, you know, that arena is is really really cool. It's um, it's kind of tight, honestly. It looks probably bigger on camera, but when you're in the ring, like it's not a huge arena. And uh, Michelle Valancourt did the show jumping design, and uh, I think he did an excellent job uh, making the most of the space they have. Uh, But it it leads to uh, a really fun experience, I think, for everybody involved.
1: It just yeah, it looks like a great spectator event. Um, yeah, for sure. I'd love to go sure. tailgate on cross country day. <laughs> and then
0: like the you know the trade fair is cool. They had corgi races. Our kids were totally obsessed. They absolutely loved it. Well, and actually <laughs> Sam, who's gro- Sam who is grooming for us, ha- she has got a corgi as well. So that was she. This she's like my heart is complete here. It's it's full. <laughs> it's like she got her corgi fix for for the week. Um, but it was um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun.
3: So what's next for you guys in the horses? Any plans leading up so, to Paris?
0: Yeah, so this would be, um, you know, it's a great thing now. Quantum is, is fully qualified for Paris. Um, not that he's guaranteed any sort of team selection, but I think he'd be in a very short list of horses that would be up for it. Um, and you, we did need this to sort of check the box to say, okay, this is your next step on the way. Um, and he now would, does you know have a well-deserved vacation and then we'll slowly start ramping up for next year which would be probably our first competition is that Grand Prix eventing which they have boosted the prize money up to 100,000 in Aiken which is really exciting at Bruce's Field uh, I think that's mid-March basically so he will he'll end up maybe show jumping a bit before but that'll be the first event he would do for the season and then our other horses probably 80% are jumping now so we still are um, we're headed to Split Rock in two weeks from now and we'll have two in the fei there and then um i don't know it's a whole boatload of horses probably 15 or 16 i think that are coming along with so that'll be busy and then we finish up our year at the duke children's hospital benefit that runs right here in raleigh and that'll be our our last show for the year
1: nice awesome so doug i mean obviously you've always dabbled in show jumping i know the stallion you guys have is also in the hunter derbies occasionally so
0: yeah oh it crushed me i had the very last rail down in the first round last no. year, two weeks ago <laughs> so I, was, I mean he finished ninth but i was it was it was soul crushing because it was like probably the first legit first round you know the first trip around that was like i was like okay we actually have this and then sure as hell the last ox are behind you know and i'm like and i did the high option i'm like oh i (laughs) should have just should have totally weaned out Uh. so it was funny but um yeah no he was he was excellent but uh, yeah we're we're probably 80 percent jumping right now we've got um what three fei jumpers and we've got a sort of a full-on string from four-year-old up at this point
1: i know so that's my question is this like a long-term shift for you guys like maybe away from eventing
0: yeah we've got four event horses left um and we're gonna roll with these guys until they're finished so i mean that's still i'm thinking kind of the five-ish year plan maybe seven um Quantum is 12, and then we've got the Stallion Cuberon that does the derbies. He's um, eight this year, and then Camarillo will do his first five-star in the spring. He's currently nine. And, so, um, and then we also have a horse called Cadillac Ranch just moving up to intermediate. And so really that crew, you know, we're going to roll with those guys in, until they're, they're finished up. But we've always, I mean, we're just not in a financial position. We can typically go out and buy horses that are competing at the level. Right, and so we've always gone towards weanlings or or really young babies, and so now everything that we're buying from this point forward is jumping. So we're you know we're kind of slowly slowly working in that direction, and you know our kids are now three and five. So by the time this phase would happen, it'd probably they're ish ballpark, and it would just free up a uh, a bunch more time that we could spend with them. And you know if they want to ride, that's great, and if they don't, we'd have a bit more time to be able to you know, hang out with them and enjoy okay. life with them growing up as well.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask if there was like a, a mindset behind that shift because it's, um, feels like a big one for you guys.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's been in the works now for, oh, I don't know, slowly. probably. Yeah. I mean, slowly in the works for, for quite some time. And, um, you know, it's, uh, one of the things jumping big jumps is fun too. And there's a lot to be learned from the top level of any discipline, really. So a lot of the stuff we're learning in jumping is, directly applied to the event horses and then vice versa and you know you watch the really good hunter riders i mean they're exceptional it's it's awesome so um yeah we've got kind of kind of got the whole thing going at the moment
1: man that's awesome and then i um i know the the ginger mare is doing the yeah
0: drips- so she yeah she'll she should do her first grand prix next year that would be the that'd be the plan so wow pretty cool kind on the kind on the bucket list i've got a USCF silver and i I'm, I want to get the gold Good for team. sure so
2: <laughs> why not yeah
0: why not why not yeah she, you gotta she's got, go she's got all it. the ability she's yeah. got all the ability so we're i mean it's it's basically there so we're we're gonna we're gonna pull that trigger in the spring probably
1: awesome i love it um well doug thanks for hanging with us and taking oh, yeah. a few minutes well, thank you for having me and we uh we'll have to bring you back soon
0: absolutely looking forward to it
2: your horse has unique feed needs and purina has you covered From breeding and growing to senior horses, from performance horses to easy keepers and everything in between, Purina has an extensive portfolio of research-backed options for your horse. There's no shortcut for quality nutrition. Cheaper isn't cheaper if it doesn't work. Put their research to the test. Find optimal nutrition at any level at your local Purina retailer or visit purinamills.com to learn more. So, Justine... I've been dying. I've seen all the pictures. You looked like you had so much fun. You have to tell us about the thoroughbred makeover. Let's start with how is the travel? How how did Wyatt Hall, like how did it start off?
1: Oh boy. Yes. Um, so I am freshly back from Kentucky and yeah, this was a big trip for me. I'm not, I'm not Courtney. I'm not somebody who's used to driving <laughs> the big old truck <laughs> through the night. <laughs> So like, to be honest, a lot of the anxiety I had was just the trip, you know, to get there. Yeah. To get there and get home and be safe. So, you know, I am, um, I think y'all know me well enough to know that I am a type A, like super planner person. So I made sure the truck and trailer were good, like well in advance. I, you know, dropped the trailer off for service. I put new tires on the trailer and my truck actually, um, got both all like squared away. Cause I just did not want to have any problems now. And then where Wyatt lives across the street from the dressage barn, um, farmer Jerry is who, what we call him is the property owner. He's just the nicest guy with cows, pigs, all the, all the farm animals you can imagine on one side. And then we just rent this empty horse barn from him. And he's literally across the street from the dressage barn. Um, he, his whole life like he's retired now he ran auto body shops. so he also gave me peace of mind because he ran over all of my my truck and trailer before i left gave Perfect. me two an extra spare tire so i had two god forbid i needed them
2: but I oh worried. that's excellent
1: i know he was the sweetest guy ever made me feel really good about hitting the road um So I worried for Wyatt,
2: though, because it's a long
1: trip and I shoved him in a two horse trailer, like my just my little bumper pole trailer. So it wasn't like he had a big box stall or anything. He was in a normal, normal street load uh, bumper pole trailer. And I just I wanted to be as fair to him as I could knowing that. Um, So I split the trip up in two days. So we did like six hours each day. And we left Tampa and then we stopped in Auburn and we stayed with Michelle Jess.
2: Nice. Absolutely. God, so her farm is beautiful, it's, by the is way. Is it not beautiful? It's oh beautiful.
1: God. It's a lovely place. And she was just the most gracious host and made us this like gourmet dinner. And then we got up early the next day and hit the road again, drove through Nashville, made it to Kentucky. Um, but luckily, truck, trailer, horse all made it fine. Wyatt handled the the trip really well. You know, as a thoroughbred, they kind of, like, shrink sometimes when they come off the trailer. So I was yeah. I was worried about him. I, you know, I had started feeding him, actually, the uh, Purina um Omega Match Balancer about, like, yeah. a, a month before. Because it has a full dose of Outlast in it, just to give him yep. some extra gastric support. And just knowing that he would be off pasture for a whole week. I thought he, you know, it was not a bad calorie addition for him for the trip. So he was eating that. I obviously ulcer guarded him the whole time before and after the trip too. And before he got on the trailer each day, I gave him a big bucket of Gallagher's water just to, I, so I could fit physically with my own eyes, watch him drink, you know, because um, <laughs> right. he, you know, once we got on the trailer, we would stop for gas and I would offer him water and he wanted nothing to do with it. So I'm, I'm glad I did that every day um but knock on wood like every the trip to and from went really well he handled it all very well it was easy no tire blowouts everything was great had we didn't even really hit traffic like it was amazing when you think about it so it went well
3: so what was the like total atmosphere like because I saw a lot of like you posting and like also you know Kristen who we had on the podcast Um, it looked like a really fun atmosphere, but like, tell us about it. Like how was the Kentucky horse park in the fall? You actually got to like,
1: see leaves change. I'm sure that was exciting. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to remember, I've only been to the horse park for Land Rover. Literally. I've only, that's the only time I've been there. So, and it's such a, a massive venue that does so many other things through the year. And then it has obviously the museum with lots of racing history and thoroughbred history. And all different kinds of barns filled with all different kinds of horses. Like, there's so much to the horse park that you don't get to see for just one weekend in April. So it felt completely different than the last time I had been there, which was kind of cool. One, it was just like the whole venue was turned out beautifully for fall with, like, beautiful gourds and mum arrangements. The Retired Racehorse Project did a lovely job and all the rings. But it just... It felt like a horse show, you know? Like I'd never had a horse there in the stalls before. And it was very easy to settle in. And it, luckily, since I'd been there, I kind of knew my way around. It was easy to get around. Um, the footing in the rings is excellent. There was actually a Darius Rucker concert there the week,
0: but oh, really the
1: makeover was going on. Yeah, it was in Rolex Arena. so, in previous really? years, yeah, in previous years, the dressage ran in Rolex arena at the makeover, but not this year because Darius Rucker was there. So I think That's it was super cool. Yeah, I think it was Thursday. And then the concert was Friday night. So Thursday, I did dressage for the makeover. And you were just listening to Darius Rucker's band Soundcheck like literally all day. It was so loud, but they were just like jamming all day. It was kind of fun to listen to. Um, I don't think the horses got any sleep Friday night, but uh, probably not. Yeah, but it was beautiful. The the makeover they do a really lovely job. It's just um, it's really a horse show for anybody. Like it doesn't matter your experience level, your background. There were cowgirls there were polo girls there were ranch girls there were show hunter you know what i mean like you just saw every every culture of horse girl that exists was there and everyone is so kind and so nice and complimentary like i love your boots i love your breeches oh my god your horse is so cute your test was amazing like there's not there like people are just like compliments are falling out of their mouths just because everyone's so happy to be there and yeah you feel this sense of camaraderie with other competitors, just because the whole goal of the makeover experience is just to get there. You know what I mean? Well, it's and really- it's
2: such a short period of time that everyone's like, "I made it! Like I did it!" And they're right. so excited. Yeah.
1: So it's a big party because you're celebrating the breed. You're celebrating just yeah all the work you put into the horses, and then you're with. All the people, like the only people who understand everything you just went through for the last 10 months, you know? Right. It, it was um it's very unique in that way. Like it's giving me chills thinking about it because like no one is a stranger at the makeover. People were so freaking friendly. It was it was just really nice. It was very That's cool. So nice.
2: So let's shift gears. Now you have to talk about like how did you prepare? Like, did you do anything special to like help Wyatt prepare for the environment, knowing it could be quite big? And if so, like at what point were you're like, thank goodness I did X, Y, and Z to do this to get there?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So I know this one came from um a few listeners who posted in our Facebook yep. group. I um, thought they were great. Yeah, me too. I appreciate all the questions. So Yes, this is a big horse show environment. I, it almost made me feel like a mini Land Rover because, like, I had to do a jog. I had to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, so you're
2: basically, like, knowing it's going to be all these people. Like, what did you do? Or did you just wing it and say, I got it?
1: <laughs> so, you know, Wyatt was a very different ride for me. Like, he couldn't be more opposite than Mikey. I mean, he's he's pretty typical off-track thoroughbred. He's a hot and spicy guy. He. Um, can very easily be lit up, you know? So, um, I knew from the get go, like when I started working with him, that exposure was going to be huge because I just, we've all been there, right? Where you take a horse off the trailer and they're just out of control because they're nervous or overwhelmed or, you know, mentally they're, you know, they're fried within two hours and you have a whole weekend of them being off property. Um, so I mean, honestly, I took Wyatt somewhere like two to three times a month since I bought him, even before I was riding him. Like, we were going to natural obstacle courses. I took him, I paid cross country schooling fees to just lunge him over logs and stuff just to get him out. And like, I just, he needed to come off the trailer and be chill. Like, I just, that was the end of the day. Like, I needed a horse that I knew I could trust when he came off the trailer. And the more exposure, I did with him the better he got like every time he got better. So that started literally like I bought him in January and that started in February. Like I took him to the three lakes, like USCA rated horse trial and all he did was stand around. That was the first outing. Like listen to the announcer on the loudspeaker, watch horses run cross country, watch horses in the show jumping arena. And he was losing his mind. He stepped on my foot. I went home with like three big fat purple toes that day. He was awful, but You had to start somewhere, right? And then the last horse show I took him to was a jumper show at our biggest venue in Tampa that hosts all of our rated series. And he won Grand Champion in the show jumping. Like, the horse just came so So far so quick. But it was paying the money to go do stuff all the time, you know? So, and I I really... You kind of had to, like, grit your teeth and close your eyes a little bit, like, through the bad stuff in the beginning. Like, we definitely did a lot of starter horse trials where, like... We were 100% out of control, but <laughs> over time it got better, you know? So, um, it's okay that it's ugly, you know what I mean? It's part of the process. So I know another question was like, with that training process, how did I know that he was ready? You know, I think at like the last horse show we did was that jumper show that where he, he did quite well. I mean, I, I remember going to that jumper show and it's a pretty big environment. It's part of the fairgrounds. Uh, there was actually a concert going on there, too, that
2: weekend. And he was you like, were really prepared. You yeah, were I like, right? checked all <laughs> the boxes. I'm going to go to every war show that has a concert <laughs> at it, and I'll be good to go.
1: And it was like a techno rave band. And it was like, oh gosh, it's all, it was awful and so loud. And I remember like the noise of it bouncing off the windows of like, the show office and stuff. It was terrible. And why it was a nutcase that weekend. Like we got there on the Friday to and I actually had like a person who was interested in buying him that wanted to come try him at the horse show. And I called them and was like, don't come.
2: No, like, no, don't is, worry about it.
1: Yeah. Like this is not the right day for him. And he was like wild that first day. I just couldn't get him to settle. But then you just can't give up. And then he had, he had to spend the night over the, you know, in the stall. And the next day he was better. And then by the second day of the show, he was absolutely rideable you know it's just um that's perfect you can't give up
2: is is
1: how i know he was ready and even at the makeover i mean the horse spent two days in the trailer hadn't been turned out and the first day that we like i could school him in the rings and it was ticketed schooling he was super tense it was everything was ugly but the goal of the day was just to get him around and get that energy out you know i didn't expect him to like lay down a you're right, laid out a beautiful, soft dressage test in the on the schooling yeah. day. It's just to get him, get him to feel comfortable with his bearings, you know. So um, he's still a green horse. They're all green horses, you know. Yeah. So I don't know if he was ready, but he had seen enough stuff where it shouldn't have like blown his mind. I guess is what I would say. No, I think that's I think that's really
3: fair, especially yeah, with like everything you especially. did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
3: so I know you competed in the the tip championship as well. How was that?
1: Yeah, so the thoroughbred incentive program is run through the Jockey Club, which is very cool. It's all about thoroughbred aftercare. The mission is very similar to the retired racehorse project. So they run the dressage championships and the western championships. It's like ranch and barrel racing, I think, at the same time as the makeover. So how that works, I'm sure a lot of you have seen like tip classes at your local circuits, a lot of schooling shows and I think some rated shows offer the tip incentive stuff and you you qualify based on how your how your horse's place at your local shows in these divisions and then if you have so many points yada yada then you um you can go to the championships. So like the hunter jumper championships run in Aiken, I think like a couple weeks before and then I think the eventing championships run through the AECs. Um so like it depends on the discipline, but so naturally since um dressage was happening at the same time, they let the makeover horses cross enter, And I was like, cool. You know, it gets the yeah, horse out of the well. stall, you know, um, more experience in the ring. So we did two dressage tests. We did the training level division while we we're there and he, he took home ribbons. He did great. So, um, it's just an extra way to get in the ring and handle a different, you know, a different horse show. But while we were there, honestly, it was cheap too. I think it was like an extra $200 to run the tip championship. So, for me, I was thinking the horse is gonna be here all week. If it gets him out of the stall, especially just doing a couple of training level dressage tests, it's just a nice way to keep them hacking around. So I would recommend it if you're considering the makeover. Okay. So big question now.
3: So what was your favorite moment of like the whole
1: competition? Yeah. Oh gosh. I don't know. Is there... Okay, so I'll I can narrow it down to like three ish things. <laughs> okay, so, do it. You know, when I signed up for this, I like I just could I needed a horse that wanted to event because I couldn't pass up the opportunity to run the cross country course at the Kentucky Horse Park. Right. I mean, is the it is the course that Doug rides on at Land Rover. You know what I mean? I just when was I ever going to get this opportunity again? So that was very cool and why it handled it very well. And I had a lot of fun, but I will tell you the most rewarding moment probably for me personally was the dressage day. Um, Wyatt is not a relaxed guy; like he's just never going to be the soft kick ride guy. He's got a motor. He's a little worried. Um, it's it's hard to get him to let go of that tension in his body. And um, on Thursday during Darius Rucker's sound check, he. I just thought he really showed everything that we had like all the training I'd put into that horse in 10 months. Really, really showed on that day. Was he perfect? No, were there bobbles? Of course he's a green horse, but it was one of the best dressage tests I've ever ridden on this horse. And it was very cool to feel like I left the show ring showing his best qualities and really the best work we had ever done. And he was rewarded for it. We had really good scores we scored um, sixth in amateur dressage, which I thought was amazing. And I was just really, really proud of him. And that I felt that was really rewarding. And then the other thing is just the social aspect of the makeover. So we hosted a happy hour in conjunction with our friends at the Retired Resource Project. And oh my God, so many of you guys showed up. It was so much fun. We had some beers. There was a local brewery with, that had a tent um, during the barrel racing segment inside the covered arena. Lots of people stopped by and hung out. Um, it was really nice to put like a face to a lot of the names that we see in the Facebook group. So I, that was really cool too. Like people who wanted to come say hi and hang out. Um, it was nice to meet a bunch of listeners.
2: So what's next for
1: Wyatt? Oh man, so I have big news actually, and it's sad. I'm very. Did conflicted. you sell him? I sold him. I sold him. Aww. So just this week, but actually it was a lady in Kentucky who saw him at the makeover and she is an adult amateur eventer who um, like rode some serious tracks back in the day and is looking for something to do the lower levels with now and has a farm at her house. And it's like literally the best home I could ever imagine for this horse. Um, That's perfect then. I know. Sad. You know, it's hard to think that he's gonna go because I do love him and I'm invested in him and in a perfect world where like time and money and careers did not
2: exist well, really yeah you, are-
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know but realistically like you know with my job with my other commitments in life I just can't keep two I just can't yeah you know? no. so it's been like a fairy tale doing this with him though like everything you know there were highs and lows but like everything we did everything we we sought out to accomplish and yeah he's going to the very best home and I just got it's like literally it's like pinch me I can't believe it so it's bittersweet but I'm I'm really happy for him because this horse deserves it
2: oh that's perfect all right well then you also have to finish off telling us what were your favorite places like food did you do anything touristy? maybe a racetrack or two. What were your favorite places in Kentucky that you got to do that you hadn't done during Land Rover?
1: Yeah, for sure. So uh, in Land Rover, I always almost stayed in Lexington and I love being in the city, which is cool. But this time we stayed in Georgetown, which is much closer to the horse park. So fun. Isn't it? It's so charming. It's adorable. It's got this like super cute main street with shops and restaurants. And we stayed in this little, like this perfect Airbnb right on main street. Um, it, it, it was so cute. We had a really nice place, but, um,
2: you know, it's a you ate at a certain restaurant in Georgetown, probably local feed. It was amazing. <gasps> Is it not amazing? Yes. Literally. I would drive four hours for that place. Yeah. It's like a very I mean, far <laughs> drive longer, but let's get real. But, uh, just sounded like a lot, but I eat there every Tuesday that I am in Kentucky. Because I guarantee that we're going to eat there. So we eat there Tuesday. And then if we're lucky, we make it back by Thursday or Friday. But the entire joke is that the Payne family has that local feed on Tuesday because we get there on Monday. (laughs) or two, And they're closed on Monday. Or I would be there Monday too. But we eat there one to two times and drive from Lexington. I know that doesn't sound very far. To Georgetown. But But it is. It's a hike. Yeah. It's a hike. But I would go there like four times over. We go there many times.
1: It's like a it's like a farm to table type restaurant. Like everything is fresh, and it's a really so good. It's like the a really bread. nice Kentucky experience. Yeah, I was going to say the biscuits, man. They melt in your mouth. Holy cow! Oh. With the and jam. the waffles. I'm, with, I'm like, you oh, guys the are the making biscuits. me really oh, hungry.
3: God, it was so insane. So also, good.
1: the wine selection was like amazing.
2: The, so, uh, did you see the bourbon selection? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, it was I like. It is the biggest page with the smallest font I think I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> no, it's worth it. So Alex took me out. Do you local know they distill
2: their own bourbon too? Oh wow! Bought a bottle there does. too once. I was oh, like, my oh my gosh! God, we no, literally it, invested so much on local feed.
1: <laughs> it's definitely worth going to, and it it's not as expensive as it sounds for like. It's what It's not. Buy. It's really affordable. No, it's not a nice like experience.
2: Yeah. No, it's really not bad because like they have anything from chicken and waffles, the breakfast, that's like all day breakfast menu. Mm, That's pretty clutch too sometimes, but it is, it's so good. And it's, it's not super like dressy. Like it's not, it's very kind of
1: jeans and a nice shirt, you know, like jeans and a nice blouse with boots, you know, it was very, yeah. Mm
2: I mean, no, I've gone and my worse clothes. I've probably been in worse than what they like me to be in, but no, they, they're cool. Yeah, they're amazing. No, local feed is hands down. I was like, please tell me you did not miss George John without that. But
1: no, Alex was very cute. So we went the it like the Wednesday at the end of uh, it, was, it was the day I competed in eventing, and at the time, so it was the first day of competition, and there was still a whole nother day to go, but. At the end of the first day, I was the top placed adult amateur rider in eventing, <gasps> and so it was like a good day. You know what I mean? And yeah. Alex, Alex was like, I know where to go. He was really cute and romantic oh, and very sweet. So, I <laughs> so it was very nice. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a good day
2: overall. I can't um, believe you didn't. Del- you would have just like destroyed Doug. Like he would have like sunk four holes if you had told him earlier that you went to local feed beforehand <laughs> he no, go, so like beforehand last. Because he would he would fly anywhere, he would drive anywhere to go to local feed. Like that is probably one of his favorite restaurants in, in the United States. So listeners,
1: bucket list local feed Georgetown,
2: Kentucky. <laughs> Even the nicest place we've been, but it is no, probably hands down his favorite.
1: <laughs> but that's what makes it so nice, too. Is it's, not love it. fancy. Like some, it's not pretty, yeah, it's not fancy. You know? Like, yeah. it's
2: not. It is. Oh, it's so funny. But it's, I will, good. it's good. I will tell the listeners, I'll do a spoiler. It did take a little longer one time when I went to pick up takeout. One of the babysitters had the kids, and Doug was dying for local feed, and it was a Tuesday, and I needed to record. I recorded at least 10 to 15 minutes of the thing while driving. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, That's like an exclusive behind the scenes tip. (laughs) That's funny.
2: It was Uh, like six months or a year or two ago. Like it's been so long. You could tell that secret, but it did once. Like I was like, Oh, Doug, we're like not going to get our takeout food in time. And he's like, what are we going to do? And I was like, well, we're not leaving. Like we can't not get our food that we've already ordered. And it did take longer because it was the only time we've done takeout from there. And I think it was like super, super busy. And so I did. He drove home while I recorded at least 10 to 15 minutes of the episode while driving home from local feed.
1: If you guys knew the things we did while taping these episodes sometimes, (laughs) that's for another podcast.
2: That's another one, (laughs) but I do the spoiler just because of the local feed.
1: So I've got two more quick Kentucky recommendations.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um,
1: another one. Uh, so we got up early one morning and went to Keeneland. Um, I've been to Keeneland I in the past, saw. which is the racetrack, but it, it's like, it—it it is a bucket list thing to do. If you go to Lexington, it's so
2: beautiful,
1: you go at sunrise and watch them work the racehorses. And it was like a chilly fall day. It was beautiful. Like watching the sunrise over the track. And it's just such a charming classic american track it's just a beautiful yeah. place and then you have breakfast at the track kitchen where you're you're literally in like um it feels like a cafeteria but the breakfast was amazing to be honest and it's cheap and you're sitting with all like you're sitting with jockeys you're sitting with race trainers you're sitting with spect- like people from all walks of life that horses touch in that cafeteria it's really cool and it's worth it's really worthwhile doing that so we did that one morning and then the last recommendation was Alex really needed barbecue. So we went to Red State, um, oh, which is real so close good. to the horse park. I mean, and there was a line out the door and you just knew it was good because there was it's, a line it's out the good. door. It was excellent. I had beer cheese grits that I will remember for the rest of my life, man. I don't <laughs>
2: do grits, there there. but I didn't even know they made cow.
1: those. Oh my God. It was like, I've, I'm i a big grits person. I'm just a big cheese person. So then you combine the Fair. two. feel like
2: golden for you.
1: It was unreal. Also, shout out to whoever. I'm sorry I didn't get your name at the time, but Alex was like, oh, my God, you're famous. We were sitting down to eat and somebody recognized me as Justine from Down Happy Hour. And that's the first time that's ever happened to me (laughs) at a restaurant. So So thank you for saying hello. (laughs) It's kind of funny. Um, But anyways, those are those were my um, quick tourist things. We didn't do it a whole lot because we were at a show, you know, but um, but yeah, all good things that you should try the next time you're in Kentucky.
2: All right, well it's that time again. I think Justine, are you ready? You want to do your rose and thorn?
1: I do, I do. So I feel like I've already done all the makeover ones. I'm... So, but I do have a good rose that kind of ties into the makeover too. Um, so I got a new dog, and we've had a wait. What? Couple, yes, I got a new dog. Um, How did I miss that? I've actually had her for a few months. I, like, remembered too late after we taped the last podcast to use <laughs> it as my rose and
2: I'm like, man. What did you get? I got a Shiba Inu. And, um, so have cute. you seen them? Uh, they're, uh, yes. Yes, they're yes. Now, I, yes.
1: Okay. Little Japanese dogs. They're, um, yes. they're from the cryptocurrency, the Dogecoin face. Is
2: yes, you talked Shiba? about her a little bit, but yes. Okay, so I thought there was, like, something else. But yes, so, no, no. so cute.
1: So her name is Yuki, but I got her from a horse person. I got her from Dorothy Crowell, who's a longtime eventer, uh, crawl, Um oh, who, yeah. And, yeah, who lives in Ocala, who um, is also a big Thoroughbred fan. She is instrumental in making the classic three-day event formats happen here in Florida. Um, yes. I've ridden in multiple clinics with her. I, I love her to death. She's a serious eventer and just a cool person. So they found this dog, actually, and were looking to rehome it. And I just saw her post on Facebook and called her. And I met her at Majestic Oaks, an eventing venue of all places, to meet the dog. And um, it all worked out. She is a two-year-old Shiba and is adorable, just cute as a button. Um, also very bad, needs lots of training, but I'm up for that challenge.
2: To <laughs> thorn? And- <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, she is quite bad, but we will we will fix the little things that are bad. But, God, she's so darn cute. She's lucky she's cute. So, um, <laughs> that is my rose and thorn.
2: <laughs> That's amazing.
1: What about you, Jess?
2: So, my thorn is, it's not terrible. It's just more annoying, to be honest, which other parents will understand, is I haven't gotten, like, the plague yet, but I just have like, you know, that sinus kind of thing. And I'm 99.9% sure it came from my children from school. And so (laughs) I'm getting that first year children go to school, kind of just like sickness kind of thing. And that is like definitely my thorn because I'm not sick sick, but I don't feel great. You know what I mean? Like, so Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, and all my friends are like, oh, your kids are in school for the first year. And I'm thinking, oh man, is this going to be a whole year? And so I guess my thorn is not just that I don't feel so terrible right now as I think that the future scares me. <laughs> it's like, is this like normal for a year or two or whatever? Because, you know, they say that like once they start school, they're like Petri dishes and they bring home everything. And right. then I saw this horrible, like Instagram, TikTok thing that was like, Oh, want to know this special for the week? And it's like whatever sickness the kids have. And I'm like, oh no, that sounds terrible. So my thorn is, is that you can hear it finally is like that. I just don't feel great. And I'm scared that there's more to come because my kids are in school now. So that is my thorn. And then, um, I have kind of like a two part rose because we're finishing up show season We've had a really, really good show season and Marilyn was amazing and so proud of Doug and quantum and they were so great, but on a non-related horse thing that I'm even more excited about is it's my birthday weekend coming up. And I say that cause I used to be a month. And so I think that just a weekend is totally fine to say that. Cause I feel like, you know, it's the whole weekend is fine. <laughs> Uh, but my mother's coming in town to go with a friend of our Catherine, who you guys know from Ride Equa Safe. We are going to see Matt Reif at oh, the comedy. Cool. Like, so, like, really, really, like, Catherine's, like, beyond obsessed with him as a comedian. And he's playing in Durham this weekend. So we are going there to watch him. So he's the real cute comedian that basically, like, just goes after half the audience and it's really funny. So we did not pick up front seats because we didn't want to get roasted, but we're going to watch it. So I'm super super excited <laughs> about that.
1: That sounds fun.
2: So yeah, I'm really excited about that.
3: What about you, Ellie? Ellie? Oh boy. Um so clearly my rose was the whole Buck Brannaman clinic been on my bucket list since I was 8 years old, so just like I'm still like trying to digest, all like I've looked at like the notes that I took, and the notes that like my mom took about like things that he said about like me and Q. And I'm just like, I'm still like trying to process. I've received so much information. I haven't felt like this since like crazy lectures in college. So I'm like still trying to like slowly weave through it. But it was just just an incredible experience. So that's I think definitely- you told us.
1: A little bit about it in the last episode but yeah we'd love to hear more when you're ready ready sure. to digest everything
3: <laughs> yes yeah. and i once will you, once you sh-
2: go through all your notes <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah i was like i'm going to do like a patreon like mini sewed for you guys and i will definitely oh, write about it on um on heels down i just need like to still get through everything I've just been running a mile a minute, and this has been my first like this past weekend has been my first weekend, like not doing something. So I'm very grateful, like, have some time to just like decompress. Um, it doesn't happen to me a lot. I know it happens a lot for you, Jess, but for me, oh. I'm like, ah, oh, I need to be home and I need to take off my bra and like <laughs> just. <laughs>
2: I can come home for two weeks and I am like never been more excited. I'm like, this is amazing. So I get it. I get it.
3: But my my thorn is that I'm really struggling with like, I mean, Batman's through his rehab process, but I'm struggling a lot because his back has changed so much. I mean, partially probably because he's 16, right? But then also, you know, he's never with how bad his injury was. He's never going to really use himself as much as he did. Um, so his his saddle that he's used for five years that's fit him great doesn't really work now since his top line just isn't where it used to be. And so I've tried a whole bunch of different saddles and nothing is working. <laughs> and so I'm literally riding him in my Devaku because – and so – He looks like a little, he's a cute little English horse, so it doesn't matter, but that's what I've been doing because I worked for a saddle fitter for English saddles. Like I, I understand how saddle fit works, but it is so hard with Western saddles because there's so much you can't see and feel with all the skirts and everything. And yeah. So if anyone knows of any good, like custom tree makers or even like Western saddle fitters, uh, let me know, <laughs> because that is my my current uh, debacle is figuring that out, because I'm at the point where I'm just like, screw it. You'll be bareback for the rest of your life. I don't even care at this point.
2: <laughs> so That's amazing.
1: All right. So we do have an interesting mailbag. So Jennifer posted in our Facebook group. Uh, sharing a really cute picture of her chestnut horse looking for Halloween costume ideas for horses. And it just got me thinking and giggling about the many bad Halloween costumes I've done with my horses <laughs> over the years. <laughs> and maybe I'll have to dig out some photos, but I thought, you, do you guys want to go down memory lane? Do you have any like good standout costumes that you want to share?
2: So I don't in particular, but I, uh- I got a picture of one of uh, my dad's old horses that we had sold. I think this is last year, the year before that I got the picture, and she dressed this big, big gray horse. I mean, he's like white gray, right? She dressed him up as a Dalmatian, and she went as Cruella Deville. And hands oh down, it was amazing. Like the hair, the outfit. I was like. As soon as I like saw the question, I was like, I have nothing because I don't think I could ever top." or it was such a great, I'll have to find the picture and share it with the group because to be honest, it was hands down like better than when you see a kid, you know, a little pony and all the rest. It was, it was perfect. Cause he's like 17 two 18 hands like use a big draft looking horse and like it be every pony i've seen that's super cute.
1: Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> what about you, Ellie? I feel like you've got to have some good ones. Yeah, i feel like Ellie has <laughs> some good ones for us.
3: Okay. So, one of my favorite things right at the barn i grew up at was like we always had schooling shows and she always hosted the show closest to Halloween. And so it's, it's been, I have done this since I did it with my 35 year old Appaloosa. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this was like always my like go-to event. And I would like think about it like all year long. So I've done quite a few funny ones, some not so great ones. I'm like, man, I could have done so much better. Uh, But uh, I think the top ones would have to be one of the years with Berkeley, whatever year that uh Miley Cyrus came out with that like wrecking ball. Oh gosh. I made Berkeley into the wrecking ball and I wore a nude suit. <laughs> and I like had my sister play that song and that was my costume. I had like this like like dowel that I wrapped a chain around, so it was literally like Berkeley was the wrecking
1: ball. Oh my gosh. That's
3: um, amazing. That was a fun one. Um then My sister and I, we did three blind mice with her uh, Connemara pony that only had one eye. So it was kind of cute. Oh, my mom one time made this like intense costume. So she had this sounds like the weirdest cross ever. Um, And it probably was, but you couldn't really tell. Uh, She had a Belgian Arab which I don't know how... One would one would pray that Belgian was the mom, right? Um, but so she made this, like, const- like, you know, like, those big, like, 18-wheeler, like, wide load, you know, trucks that you'll see, like, hauling, like, those halves of houses and things. And they have, like, the big signs, like, the big wide load signs and stuff. My mom literally made one for her horse's butt. <laughs> um, and she, like, got this, like, construction outfit for herself and it was just really funny because that horse's butt was literally like three butts wide um so that was just a really good one. Oh my gosh um, oh goodness that was like it was always just the favorite part of the year i mean it's kind of funny foreshadowing because before i had batman I went as Batman and made Berkeley into the Batmobile. Like I draped tires over his like shoulders and his butt.
0: Aww.
3: He was only four at the time. So that's kind of impressive. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to throw some uh, tires over you. My sister one time went as like shadow facts and like Gandalf. So we've done, we've done lots of fun ones. Um, have you, so like, what have you done? Justine?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh man. um, The two that are memorable to me is I had a fat chestnut Welsh pony as a kid and he we dressed him as a scarecrow and I went as like a farmer and I had like overalls that were too big and we like shoved straw under his saddle pad. And I imagine that was very uncomfortable for him now when I think about it. But he was a good (laughs) sport. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. And then I had a black and white paint warm Boyd cross in high school who was like my jumper horse toughy and um at one horse show we i just like splattered paint all over him like different colors like and literally threw buckets of paint on him and then i had like a an easel and then wore like an apron with the paint all over it like i was an artist and he was my work of art like my canvas Aww. um and Those are the two. Oh, and then one year, a friend of mine with the same paint horse, she had a black and white paint mare jumper that was like a leaner thoroughbred cross, but they had very similar markings. So we went as twins and we wore like diapers and she did all like the pink stuff and I did all the baby blue stuff for like the boy and girl babies. I actually think we put a diaper on my horse. Like with Velcro. He was very good. (laughs) Like I remember we cut a tail hole. And like put his tail through it. And he like. Oh my god. And it was like a class at a horse show. And he like walked around with me on his back. But wearing that thing. He was a good horse. (laughs) But I think back on it now. Sorry horses of the past. The things I did to you. (laughs) But if you guys have good Halloween costumes. With your horses. Please share them on our Facebook group. We'd love to see them and laugh. And if you have a mailbag you'd like for us to answer on the air, you can always send us an email at hello at heelsdownmedia.com or join us in our Facebook group. It's the Heels Down Happy Hour Podcast Lounge. Search for it and we will accept you. And if you want to hear more from us, you should subscribe to the Heels Down Spark, our daily equestrian newsletter. You can do that by going to bit.ly slash spark by HD. And we want to say thank you to our partners this week, Purina. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Cheers.
2: Cheers. Cheers.